Hey everyone, welcome to Smoke, Drink, Laugh. My name is Kay Smalls. What's up everybody? This is Summertime. Yes, y'all. Um, I hope you guys had a great evening, great day, whatever time it is right now. Great okay. week. Great week. Yeah. Thanks so much. <laughs> so, um, me and Summertime, we, we have strong feelings um, about this person we're about to discuss. Um, we just wanted to take a moment of silence to remember um, Chadwick Boseman. Um, so we're gonna just take a moment of silence right now as we remember him. So, I guess I'll start summertime or you can start, it doesn't matter, but like, um, I just want to talk briefly on what he meant to us. Um, for me, he meant a lot. Um, I think seeing him and the impact he's had, I mean, he played many characters, like James Brown, he um, played a Jackie Robinson, like, he, like, I feel like when I look back on his roles he chose, like, I felt like he played roles that he felt would make an impact. Right. Um, but I think his role in Black Panther stood out so much because it was the first time we saw a Black man play right. a superhero. And it was the first time I've seen, like, people actually get ready, get dressed up, do a whole thing for this, like, yeah. It was like a whole movement. And that that's why it's so important for representation. And he didn't only impact the black community community, but all around the world, different races, different people got to see this man um play a character so well to the point where I think people would just consider him a real life superhero. Like literally he was probably black panther walking the streets. Um so for me I mean, I'm I'm a black woman, right? But I just can only imagine how black boys felt or black men felt when they saw his image on the screen. I mean, it was a powerful depiction of who we could be, who we are. And um, man, it hurt me so much because I felt like outside of his character, he was a man of integrity, like, and he, he walked by faith, even through all the things he was going through with his cancer, like, it wasn't, like, this man was different, That's and true. I think it, it hit me hard, because I think, I remember seeing a picture of him, and he looked really, you know, like, skinny, and, you know, a lot of people were saying, oh, he might have lost weight, or whatever, or he might be sick, or people made all type of assumptions. Um, but hearing him now, finding out that he had cancer, um, 
mean, I respected him before, but not like now I understand why he lived his life with purpose. Yeah, so he did definitely. And I remember last Friday when we did the show and we ended the show and just finding out, like yeah. it just kind of we just like kind of stepped back and just kind of said to ourselves, like, wait, who? Like. Yeah, I feel like I just saw this man like I was just seeing Black Panther like recently and everybody dressing up and going to the movie theater and the fact that he didn't let he didn't he definitely didn't let cancel what he was going through define him and like you said K-Smalls like he walked with so much purpose and you know he just we just never knew it just makes you feel like you know life is really 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 short and it just makes you like so grateful when you get up in the morning because you just really never know and going back to what you said about representation is is definitely everything and we just we need to see more of that we definitely do and i'm glad like going back to the point of representation and how important it is for both of us um which leads us to our point today and the point of seeing images of seeing us people that look like us on camera and our topic today is kind of like it it's something we've been experiencing for a long time and we wanted to talk about this because not only because of Chadwick Boseman and seeing him a dark-skinned man in this film but just in general like we we think this topic is so important for our community um, and I think that's the only way we can go last week we talked about we were t- me and her, me and summertime were like just talking about um, supporting black business, but I think it goes deeper in how we feel about ourselves. Um, so today I wanted to talk about colorism. We wanted to talk about colorism, and um, please bear with us in this conversation because I think we're both dealing with it in different ways. Um, but I want to start off by giving a definition, and the definition come from NCC j.org and when you get a chance you can look it up for yourself but it's it's all about advancing equality promoting justice and building community and as we know anytime you cite sources you cite.org or .edu you know, you got to cite those. They'll be like, you stole it. Huh? They'll be like, you stole that. Right. So you got to cite the good ones to the good sources. Um, so that's colorism, a practice of discrimination by which those with lighter skin are treated more favorably than those with darker skin. This practice is a product of racism in the United States and that it upholds the white standards of beauty and benefits white people in the institutions of oppression, media, medical world, etc. Racism, the individual, cultural, and institutional beliefs and discrimination that systematically oppress people of color, Blacks, Latinos, Native Americans, and Asians. Um, if we want to go further into discrimination, discrimination is the mistreatment of an individual or group based on their social membership, regardless of their social power, anyone can experience discrimination. So, me and sometimes wanted to talk about our own experiences um, with colorism. Um, I kind of brought it up to her and I was like, yo, we got to talk about this. And she was like, yeah, I'm down for it. Um, and 
it's it's a hard topic for both of us just just to say that um but we both want to see things move forward and that's why we're having this conversation today so do you want me to begin sometime? I said a lot. <laughs> I guess my question to you is like, when you think of the word colorism, like what, like that definition that you gave, and if you had to sum it up in all, in your own words for, you know, our viewers and stuff, like how, what does that, what does that look like for you? I would say colorism is favoritism towards a lighter complexion. It's just what it is. Like, that's how I would sum it up. It's favoritism towards a lighter profession in every sense of the word. Whether it's showing more of lighter skin in media. Right. Showing more white people, more than darker skin people. Um, and making that the standard. And so people only see that. If you constantly see something, eventually you start to think, oh, that's, that's good. Or that's what needs to be shown. Or that's what it is. There's nothing more we need to see because that's all we see. And it, even with children, like if they see something repetitively mm -hmm. or you keep seeing it, you start to believe that's what it's supposed to be because that's all you see. And to to act like media doesn't affect us is, is a lie. It absolutely does. Because the minute we see something, we start to believe it in some way until somebody else comes back and like, nah, that's not what's true. You know what I mean? Right. So, yeah, like... I think it's just like media job placements. Like sometimes if I go into a room and then somebody else goes to a room who might be lighter, they might get the job before me because of what they're looking for at that job. Somebody they feel like presentably is going to be more, be more uh, received by their customers or other people. You know what I'm saying? There's certain places, certain in, in higher up, there's more certain people, certain complexion because of what they feel like is more, you know, something that's going to be more uh, receptive. To and I feel like when it comes to like the media, going back to what you said about the media, like it's mostly portrayed as what with white women, but, and then I like how they like to throw around diversity with, black and african-american women but they're only showing light-skinned women like no that's not diversity because as women of color as black women black men we call we come in all shades mm -hmm. so especially when it comes to the media and they like oh you know diversity it's always a whole bunch of white people um throw, throw a couple of light-skinned people whether that's you know, black people, Hispanic people, and have one dark skinned person in that ad. And that's what I have a problem with. Mm -hmm. I agree with you a hundred percent, uh, summertime, because like I'm I'm I I gotta tell you my experience mm -hmm. and I, I couldn't show this might be a little crazy showing this to y'all on my phone. But this girl didn't have to say much, right? I, but she said a lot about the experience of being a dark skinned girl in school growing up. Mm -hmm. And you don't realize how something affects you until you get an adult and you realize, dang, I still didn't get over these certain things. And my complexion and how I felt about myself was really to how I saw other people treat people that look like me or how people treated me because of my complexion. Or how um, I saw myself in on TV, if I even saw myself. Right. Or how I saw, like, 
black guys talk about dark skinned girls or how they say like they prefer light skin or they want them a light skin girl or red girl, you know, all these different words, even in music, they, they make it very clear. Yeah. A lot of times how much a red bone, a light skinned chick, you know what I'm saying? So you, you constantly are reminded that you're not wanted, you know what I'm saying? So what really made me realize that there was something missing of how I felt about myself was getting into a relationship that really didn't serve me. Um, and I was so drawn to it because I've never experienced nobody show me off like that or show, you know, share words of affirmation or make me feel like, Oh man, Karina, like you're the, you know, you, you it like you good. You look good. You know, I heard it, but not with somebody I was, liked or somebody I was in a relationship with like that on that level and in that relationship I was so drawn to that factor that somebody was actually not afraid to show me off that I didn't really look at the other things that were important to me and I think that's why it's important for young girls that are brown skin dark skin or whatever or even our lighter girls, they need to see themselves too on media. But I think where darker girls are not shown as much. Absolutely. Um, they just are not. Uh, when you open a magazine, you don't really see us as much. I mean, they're starting to see us a little bit more, but it's still not where it's it not should here. be. It's not. Um, so that self-love, I mean, a lot of people say, oh, you can get self-love from yourself and you start to, but come on, let's be real. Like, a lot of this, how we feel about ourselves, we wait to hear somebody say something about us. And that contributes to how we feel about ourselves. So if you're not hearing at home, oh, you're beautiful, or any words of affirmation, like, you start to feel like, am I? Do I even look good? You start to question that. And so that's why I think, yeah, we could preach self-love all the time. But I think we need to get to the back to the point that if you're not being filled or you don't see yourself or you are constantly reminded that what you look like is not good enough or your features are not good enough you start to feel like you're really not good enough right exactly. so you want to have the standards of a white woman or a lighter skinned woman in order to feel beautiful and that's just the reality and i realized i hit i didn't i'm quiet and i realized all of those things is because of my feelings of how i felt about myself being a dark skinned girl oh what if i say this or what if i do this are people going to still receive me the same way as my my lighter skin friends or whatever the case is like can i still act that way and going back to the relationship i accepted because they showed me so much love it was i accepted it so fast because i, I didn't receive self-love for myself mm -hmm. so, I, didn't, I didn't have self-love for myself in, in a sense so that i draw to that or i didn't experience that level of affection mm -hmm. so i was like oh my god like somebody's not afraid to show me off like they're not hiding me they're not trying to keep me in the background as the girl they have just have sex with and keep it moving and you struggle with that the whole time like are you just having sex with me because you want to check it off your list or is it because you really want me you know so my question to you is i mean thank you for sharing that and i'm sure that anybody that's watching that any girl, any young person out there can definitely absolutely relate to you. What would you say, how do you, I, I guess I got two questions. What would you say to your younger self? Um, 
And how do you feel about yourself today? Yo, sometimes that's a great question. And like, and you could, you could think about that if you want to come back around because, you know, the reason why I ask that is because, you know, I, I ask myself that, like, what would I say to my younger self? I mean, this is, I, I can never relate to you, Case Moles. Like, I'm not of a darker complexion. I'm a product of a dark-skinned woman. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I didn't go through the same experiences as you have. I didn't go, I didn't grow up in elementary, junior high, high school where a guy had to say, oh, I'm going to choose a dark-skinned girl over you. I I, I got to honestly say I didn't go through that. I, I really didn't. And I can honestly say that. But another thing I can say, which I feel like a lot of lighter-skinned women don't say, I, they, I have privilege in the Black community as a light-skinned woman, unfortunately. You know, even though we're all the same, I mean, society says that we're not and i and i do have privilege as a lighter skinned woman and that's because of society you know i never made none of my friends any of the relationships i was in feel like they were less than i think you know i really think black, black people are beautiful but it just sucks that the fact that you know you got men women society is just you don't see that a lot so you know that that's I I I, I can never relate to being a dark skinned woman, um, but I can give like solutions and being aware of, you know, how I carry myself and how I talk to my friends and how I associate with my friends and family because I think that's important to be self aware. So I mean, going back to that, it's like, what would you? You know, you said a lot. I think we both said a lot. Like, what would you say to, like, how do you feel about yourself? If that, like, how do you feel about yourself, like, today versus when you was younger? If that could help answer the question, because. You said so many important things, but I think. um, I'm glad that you're really saying out loud, because I think a lot of light-skinned girls, sometimes they try to defend, like, oh, there's no difference in, um. There absolutely is a difference. And I'm not here to, I'm not, I can, I can't downplay it. I just really, you know, I've seen it. I've had conversations with light skin, dark skin girls. And then, and then I remember being in high school. I don't know if you case most and having these parties. They used to have parties, light skin versus dark skin. I don't, I don't know if you remember that. When they oh, used I to remember have, that. They used to have flyers when I was in high school. And the parties would be like light skin versus dark skin women or whatever. It was just so crazy to me. But um, yeah, I mean, I just, it's just, I don't know. Yeah, it's crazy. And I think the system, like you said, society, systematic racism plays a huge part in it. And I remember, you know, you read and you learn and you read documentaries of how they put light skin women in the house. Mm-hmm. And they had darker complexion, men and women in the fields and the cotton, you know, picking the cotton. Um, and so just thinking about those things and the mental, the psychological trauma we've been through over years and how it carries over generations and generations and how we feel about themselves and how they try to put us against each other within mm-hmm. our own community. 
but going back to your point of asking me like how do I feel what would I tell my younger self and how do I feel today my younger self I don't know what I could tell her because I wish somebody would have said something to me honestly I wish somebody would have said Karina you're enough like you know you know because at a younger self, you don't really know yourself. It's kind of you're listening to what other people tell you about you until you develop a sense of self. And then you're like, oh, yeah, I am this. I am that. That's very cool. You know what I'm saying? So I think it's important. I would tell my younger self it's that you're not, you're, you're okay. If I, could t- if I could tell her something, if I could tell her something, if I was the adult around or somebody around, I would celebrate her a hundred percent in any way I can, whether it's showing images or if there were even images of her, I could show her to say like, you're beautiful. You're everything. And I remember sh- sharing with you um, um, some of the time, like prior to our, this, I was having this conversation about dads being present mm. and how important it is because if you decide to get into a heterosexual relationship, they can kind of give you a male point of view in a sense. Right. But also I think bring that also that sense of love. So you don't look for it from another man to give you that sense of love. Like, cause they're already telling you how beautiful you are, how great you are and everything. And I didn't have that. So for me, you know, I think I won't discredit my mom, but, but she was working really hard. And I think when you come to your parents sometimes telling you about school and your experiences, they're just like, okay, you know, they try to hear you out, but they don't really understand and how much your peer to peer relationship matters and how your friends feel about you. Cause in school you're looking for, you know, your friends to like you. It's just what it is. And so if you're getting that, you know, those feelings from other people or your peers or your classmates that you're not, the desirable one or you're not the girl like you start to feel like what but I if I was in that girl if I was to tell that girl that younger Karina uh that younger girl I would just say girl you're gonna be all right and you're good enough and today I now recognize that sometimes it's not it's not those, I can't fully blame only those people who say certain things to me because I'm dark skin or they, they just say, oh, you know, so I've heard somebody say like dark skin girls are much easier. And I'm like, what? They're what? I, I, yeah. Dark skin girls are much easier than light skin girls. Like light skin girls are much harder to get. Mm-hmm. I've heard a man say that. So, but I, when he said that first, I was offended. But then I said, there could be some truth based on your experience, based on his experience to that, because maybe there was a a dark skinned girl who didn't feel good enough about herself. So yeah, she probably was in my position where she lashed on to the love you were showing her or the attention you were showing her because she thought she would never get it again. And that's how I felt. And I remember telling my friends, like, yeah, I don't know how much self-love plays a part in your decision. Oh, yeah. That's that's you know what I'm saying? And very, very important. Sometimes you don't know yourself because you don't think you're good enough. And that's just real talk. You don't think you're good enough. 
you don't, you just don't. Because every which way you go, people are telling you, nah, I prefer this. And that's that's fine. Because I'm not going to sit here and say, if you like a light skin, that's fine. But don't downplay the darker girl like, oh, I, she's not nothing. I would never do that, ever. You know what I'm saying? Don't downplay us. You, you like who you like, but don't downplay us. Right. And that's what they do every time they uplift another woman who is of lighter complexion or white. Because <laughs> they do it a lot with a lot of white women where they mm-hmm. put them on a pedestal and they downplay us in the process. And I think that's so... I don't understand why that is accepted. I don't know who's accepting it. I don't know who's putting it out there. But there, it's, it's not cool. Yeah. And people, you know... The pyramid. I'm getting passionate summertime. I'm getting, I'm getting in my feelings, bro. I'm getting in my feelings. <laughs> my feelings is this is this is good. Like you, you definitely speak your truth, and I appreciate that. I mean, I I like that you said. You know, there's this pyramid. Like it's like white girls, and if that don't work, it's like light skinned girls, and if that don't work, brown skin and then dark skin. Like that is, you're right about that. Like I. I guess I feel like that when it comes to white girls, you know, I could only, you know, I could really when it comes to white girls when I feel like, you know, like how you said that a, a guy is going to choose like a light-skinned girl over a dark-skinned girl. I feel like that when it comes to white girls. Like, I feel like, you know, guys and girls, they're going to choose a white girl over me. They, they are. I've seen it done before. I've seen it happen before. And... I cannot say that it's the same thing as a light-skinned black girl and a dark-skinned black girl, but I definitely know what it feels like to be chosen over the other person because of my race. I can honestly say that. Like, I know that feeling. I don't know it on the level of colorism, but I mean, I guess I, I know it on the sense of, if it makes sense, like race. Like feeling that feeling of when that you're in a situation where you, a girl has to choose between you or the white girl, they're choosing the white. They're choosing her. I've seen it done before, and it make me. It it just it makes me myself. It affects my self esteem. It makes me feel like I'm not good enough. Um, I think going back to what you said, like one of the things I like that my mother did when I was young was she instilled in me as a dark skinned woman, like never forget who you are and just you know yes i know you're light-skinned and yes i know that you're privileged but like at the end of the day you're still black and so i like that my mother instilled that in me because a lot of you know even uk smalls and a lot of my friends i always hear them say like you never made me feel like you were better than me oh, never a lot never. of my dark skin a lot of my brown skin friends have always 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 said that so it's just knowing that, like, my mom experienced the same thing you did, K-Small, she did. And I'm just, you know, I'm glad that she, I won't have, I will never have the same experiences as a dark-skinned woman, but I definitely can learn. I have solutions on how yeah. to recognize, and I definitely want to share that, because I think that's important for our viewers. Yes, so. yes. definitely share. You want to read the first two, and... Yeah, and gonna, then I read three or four, and then you end it with five. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna. If shoot. you want to read all of them, and give credit 
Um, Who actually wrote this? Do you know? So this is from, I got this off of Instagram from Nori Femininity. I think that's okay. how you pronounce it. Um, and it says, what, what can I do about colorism? So I'm going to read the first two or the first three and then Case Mo's tape will close it out. Okay. <laughs> so the first one is to recognize your privilege as a light-skinned person and understand that discussing colorism is not a personal indictment of you, rather a necessary component in understanding that colorism exists and that is and that it's a systematic issue. I don't know, like that was that that goes back to everything that we was talking about. About especially me about like recognizing the fact that I am of a lighter skin person and understanding that colorism does exist and we have to talk about it. Yeah. Okay, number two is hold yourself accountable for the ways you have perpetrated colorism as well as the possible harm to dark-skinned women as a result. So own your shit. Like, I mean, like, I think a lot of, I think a lot of people do like subliminals and they're not recognizing how much harm that does them good. It actually does no good, to be honest. Number three, or you wanna read number three or? Oh, I thought you were reading number three. <laughs> Call out colorists and acts of colorism against dark-skinned people. Identify your own preferences and biases. I don't know. I mean, I, I feel like we all have biases. Yes. But I don't know. That one really kind of shook me a little bit. I don't know how to, I think when it says identify your own preferences, the preferences is kind of, I don't know. So I guess they want you, I guess they want people to recognize those things that you maybe prefer this or you prefer that lighter or darker whatever that person um like acknowledge th that you have those feelings and you have right. those preferences and biases um because if you don't acknowledge it you won't really recognize what you're actively doing or what things you're doing to contributing to colorism. I think you got to know what that is for you first. Absolutely. Um, but calling out color, colorists um, and acts of colorism against dark-skinned people, I I think it's easier said than done. I'm just being honest. I think we've all been in a room with people who are colorists. We've all been in a room where people are displaying colorism against darker skin people and we don't talk about it because we're afraid we're going to lose our position. I remember we were talking about that, that, that position, yep. when you have that position, people are afraid to say yep. things when they're in that kind of position. So we want this to happen. These are things we're saying that we want to happen, but we really have to work at it. Um, number four, support dark skin folks, especially dark skin women by centering and supporting their work, listening to their stories with the intention to understand their Nuance experiences include conversations about colorism in your everyday lives, your activism, and your advocacy work. I mean, we're starting here summertime. Hello, snap, snap, boop. Uh, we're definitely starting here 
by having these conversations and you actually listening to me. Um, I hope our conversation ignites other people to kind of talk about it in their own private space, in their homes. You know, just have these conversations um, with people and don't be afraid to speak your truth, especially if you're a darker girl or a darker woman or a darker man or or darker boy, like, don't be afraid to express yourself. Yeah, and I, mm-hmm. no, and I agree. I mean, j- just, just do it. Like, having, you need to have, this is the step in the right direction to having those uncomfortable conversations, the conversations that nobody wants to have. Mm-hmm. And we got to have it. We got to talk about it. I mean, we're never going to get anywhere if we don't. Mm-hmm. I agree. Learn more about colorism by following accounts that discuss colorism, reading books written by dark-skinned people about colorism, listening to podcasts that discuss colorism, yes. show our yes. podcast, um, engage in critical discourse about colorism, etc. Apply what you learn in your daily life. Yeah, I, I think if you actively and you're aware and you try to at least do something different or you at least say something or you at least read a book by a dark-skinned person, you watch a show that's centered by a dark-skinned character, if you are finding ways, I mean, that's a step in the right direction. Um, I always say, like, listen, it takes work. Mm -hmm. Um, It's not going to happen overnight. But if you take that step, it can make a huge difference. And just your daily life. Just take that step. Um, I know it's it's not going to happen overnight because we've been dealing with this for years. For years. For years. Up to our ancestors. I don't even know if we'll ever get to a solution, but part of getting to the solution is talking Mm -hmm. about it. And if we don't ever talk about it, it's always going to be there. Yep. No, me, I'm not talking about it. Yeah. And with all that being said, we thank you guys for tuning in to Smoke Drink Live. As always, I love you, Summertime. Thank you for joining me. Um, Thank you guys all for joining us um, and having this conversation with me um, on colorism because I know it wasn't easy. Um, But you'll see us both. Yes, you will. And any questions or comments you have, leave it down below. Subscribe, like, share with your friends or family. Um, Follow us on IG, Smoke, Drink, Laugh. Yes, summertime. Follow us on IG, Summertime and I. Please follow us, Smoke, Drink, Laugh. Uh, We hope to have more conversations. Our conversations might be lighter next time. It might be serious. But the only thing we just want y'all to take away is just to learn something, whatever it is, whatever you take. It's up to you, but... Anyways, we're out. See you next time. Bye. Bye. Sometimes you got any last things to say? Nope. (laughs) I said a lot. (laughs) All right, later. Hold on. (laughs) Cheers. 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 Y'all be safe out there. Drink responsibly. Smoke responsibly. Yeah. There's no responsible to laugh. Yeah, you just laugh. Laugh is healing for the soul. Later.